I guess I'll be the sword master of the Genaz. This is Sam. I want a space pug. This is Jackie. I make sure my inner monologue is shouting so mind readers can actually hear me. I'm Justin, and this is Dune on Stinger Madness. What's that smell? <laughs> I don't know about you, but I'm thirsty as fuck. Thirsty, thirsty, thirsty as fuck. Hey, look at me! Thrill me. If you come back in here, I'm gonna hit you with so many rides, you're gonna beg for a left. Thrill me. Beg for a left. Thrill me. Hey, look at me! No! Hello, welcome to Sticker Madness, the podcast about bad movies for bad movie lovers by bad movie lovers. This is 1982, 1984's Dune, as requested by superior fan of the show, Jack B., who meets our Patreon requirements to request two movies a year. This is his second pick. Uh, the first was... Who killed Captain Alex, uh, which we all loved. Yeah. Uh, and now we've been brought uh, this controversial pick, one might say, uh, because this is a very either well-loved or very hated movie. Sure. So uh, here we are. We're hey, back. Hey, we should mention we're back, too. We took a week we off. We took a week off. Yeah, Jake and I went to California and saw some Universal Studios stuff. It was cool. Go to Universal Studios if you get the chance. I highly recommend it you if you're a movie to, fan. Did you get to play Sega with Harrison Ford? Sega. Um. What? No. No. I hear he's down there like, playing Sega. Yeah. Smoking a bunch of pot and yeah. playing some Sonic. You can't figure out like the newer games. He smokes <laughs> too much weed and he's old, but he still likes Sega. <laughs> get off my Sega. Yeah. Get on my Sega. He's tired of playing Jurassic Park by himself. But it's only one player, Harrison Ford. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> uh, smoke too much. Uh, Jackie, um, how was uh, how was your trip to let's 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 I know you're probably like dying to talk about Disneyland for a minute, but uh, let's let's leave the evil empire out of it. I think everybody's pretty sick of Disney for a little bit. Uh, uh, but then besides Universal Studios was the only place I want I went to. So I kind of needed, you know. I'm going to contribute to the conversation. <laughs> well, it was my birthday. It was? Happy birthday. Uh, yeah, that's why we were in California. Mm-hmm. And we spent my birthday at Universal. Yeah. Uh, Harry Potter World was super cool. Yeah. Um, I imagine that if it wasn't at a theme park, it'd be a dirty shithole. What, the Harry Potter World or? Harry Potter's World. Why would, why would it be a dirty shithole? Because it's supposed to be a crowded city. Okay. And London? Yeah, it's a pretty busy place. It wasn't London we were in. I thought that I thought that like there's two places in Harry Potter, and forgive me, everybody that's a fucking non-muggle, whatever you are, if you're a wizard. Uh, I thought that there was Hogwarts and London. Those are the only two places in Harry Potter's. No, we were land. walking around the Witch Town. There's a Witch, witch town? town. Yeah, that's the Witch that Town. town. <laughs> which Town is it? Hey, I, oh, who's on first, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, I'm yeah. Gonna s- <laughs> yeah, shut up. <laughs> shut up, Sam. <laughs> I'm going to say uh, I liked, out of all the places that, you know, all the little different 
theme park places, right? Right. right. I I did like the Simpsons Land probably the best. Okay. Uh, we ate Krusty Burgers. Uh, no, we ate Lard Lad Donuts. That's the one. Yeah, we uh, did between have the two. Forget about Krusty Burger. The Lard Lad Donut was so big, so good. It was probably I don't know like hand and a half across it was probably four donuts in one donut yeah donut cake yeah 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 pretty much but it was a donut Mm -hmm. it tasted just like a donut but it was huge good and uh so that was pretty fun and i got to take my picture with count dracula yeah who is my favorite and then uh we got to meet some celebrity dogs yeah some famous critters yeah we got to see the owls from harry potter Uh uh-huh and um some show dog stars. Yep. The the girlfriend of the ludicrous dog was there doing tricks. The girlfriend, believe it or not, Daisy, is actually a boy dog. They shot around a giant penis. <laughs> I guess. Or <laughs> they were they digitally they just, it out or whatever. No, they just didn't stick a camera right in front of a dog's dick. Hey, we need to Weird. know. We need to check this for sure if this one's got a vagina or not. Otherwise... This uh, family movie is getting a little, I don't know. Dicey. Dog gay. <laughs> Dog gay. <laughs> wow. Okay. Oh. And we also got to see somebody being lit on fire. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Like a, like a, the stunt where the cool thing is, is that, you know, there's two types of ways of doing that to protect your face. That you wear that mask and sometimes it ends up in the shot and it looks like shit. Like, dude. Only Mike, why are you wearing a Mike Myers mask while being on fire? This one, they just poured the goo on her face and uh, lit her on lit fire. Her ass on fire. And, huh. And she was she was on fire for about 10 seconds. 14. 14 seconds, yeah. That's a long time to be on fire. Yeah, especially in a place where a bunch of kids are around. I mean, you know, it's not like the kids are going to run up and be like, hey, lady, you're on fire. But I mean, like, it's 14 seconds is a long time to be on fire in a movie. In a controlled environment. Yeah, I thought usually like those burns only go like five seconds yeah, or something yeah, like that. 14 exactly. seconds is a really long it time. It was a really long time. She was on fire. It smelled bad. That's the thing that they, you know, you don't get in the movie. Like that, like chemical smell almost. When you're watching someone burn to death. Yeah. You don't get to smell them burn to yeah, death. Yeah, it was gross. Yeah. I, I didn't care for the smell, but it was neat. And uh, we, my favorite part of, we did the tour, the, mm-hmm. the backstage tour type thing. Right. Where you get on the little tram and it takes you around yeah all the sound stages and the sets Mm -hmm. and the outdoor facades and my favorite part of that was seeing psycho the the bates motel they had the bates motel and And the the bates motel house and they had mommy dearest uh our mom the Mm -hmm. the the norman's mother norman's mom uh up in the window of the house and she was in a rocking chair yeah and that was pretty cool. And they had a Norman Bates there, too, that chased our tram yeah, with the, the knife. The cool thing I, I really like about Universal is everybody that works there is an actual actor, not a teenager that is essentially a glorified carny that also has to deliver some che- cheesy lines. Everybody's an actual professional actor that works there. It was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, we we saw the Waterworld show. Oh, the Waterworld show was my favorite part, probably. And it's ironic because it's Waterworld and that movie sucks. Yeah, I guess they just don't have anything to theme it after because that's the thing is that if you enter, ever go to Universal Studios, you need to just go see the stunt show no matter what right. they're fucking calling right. it. But I think because it's Waterworld, it's turning some people off and it's like, who gives a shit? It's just stunts. Go watch it. It yeah. was packed. It was packed. It was um, full. And the lady that was the main gal mm-hmm. of the water show, she is in the upcoming movie Us. Oh, the Jordan Peele genre. Mm-hmm. It's not an upcoming. It's out. It, oh, is it yeah, out now? It killed it. 
of course. Oh, okay. So, yeah, we got to see her in person. Yeah, I don't know what her role is or how deep she's involved with us. She could be just, you know, one or two liner, but uh, she was fine. Everybody yeah. acting was fine. Like, pretty good stuff. And the stunt work was dumb. Like, dangerous stunts. Which, I mean, you know, you see stuff like that sometimes that, like, oh, we're going to... this. Guy's gonna walk a tightrope, and it's like three feet off the ground. Whoa, danger! You know, like what a what an amazing stunt you've done. You know, because there's kids involved, and if something goes wrong mm-hmm. and somebody's head comes off, you know, you've scarred this child for life. But they were really good stunts, huge explosions, and men falling off of like what, like forty foot walls into water, and yeah. not like diving, like flopping into it. Yeah. It was quite the show. Yeah, it was it was an experience. And the middle of it gets kind of boring because, you know, they're chasing each other around. Yeah, the and, mariner on his jet ski. And- yeah, it, it kind of got dumb. But then I was back in as soon as the plane crashed through the set mm-hmm. and landed in the water. Yeah. That, was, that was fucking cool. Yeah, I really liked Universal Studios. I would highly recommend it if you've never been. And the wait times there are... Cause Minimal. I, yeah, it was. Um, I think the longest we waited was fifty minutes Which was to get dumb. on the Simpsons line Didn't uh, make sense. ride. Yeah, and everywhere else the ride line was like 10, 15 minutes. Yeah. Um, whereas in Disneyland, we stood in line for an hour and a half. Hey, we weren't supposed to talk about that. From the evil corporation. Yeah. Um, for some of those rides, and it, it you have to be there multiple days because there's no way you can yeah, get through it just all the rides. Sucks. Um, just because you're waiting in line. Did you get to play in television with Michael Eisner? <laughs> no. Or Sega with Harrison Ford. Um, we need to probably talk about Dune at some point. Um, I'm not done talking about my birthday extravaganza. Oh, okay, we're going to be here all day. <clears throat> and then, also on my birthday, mm-hmm. um, I got a beautiful fish brooch. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's the end. Okay. <laughs> 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 she lived happily ever after. All right. Sam, why don't you explain everything? possible thing you can about dune about dune because give, what give, the fuck i'm going to give you the best abridged version i can because if i wanted Which to i think is what uh, uh, david lynch gave us yeah <laughs> well even then uh if i wanted to talk about the history of this thing i could spend two podcasts just doing that uh-huh. um just give Herbert's, us like the the dirt the, yeah this is the bare bones of things is that like the Herbert's Dune was super popular. I mean, it's the what basis year was Dune, the book. 1965. Oh, so like right in the height of basically modern day science fiction's, you know, the golden era. Wave, the second wave or the tail end. Because I think yeah. that the golden era starts like 48, something like that. Yeah, right in there with Heinlein and Asimov and Clark and yeah. basically everybody. And this one is, you know, you watch the movie and you can kind of, there's heavy Christian religious under it. And it's not necessarily Christian because the sort of messiah, messiah, messiah shit is in all sorts of different mm-hmm. religions. Right. But it's very heavily uh, religion-based Yeah. versus some of the other science fiction. Uh, it's the basis, like if Star Wars is basically half Hidden Fortress and half Dune. Mm-hmm. Um, which is funny, too, because I think at one point Jodorowsky will accuse Star Wars of stealing his Dune ideas when they hired one of the same concept artists. And it was he clearly said he was basing it on the novel. I was like, no, I'm not copying you, Alejandro <laughs> Jodorowsky, which is where we'll start. Right. So with, in with 70, Jodorowsky, interesting. In 73, Alejandro Jodorowsky is the first person that tries to do Dune okay. as a film. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's bringing in uh, Mobius, the comic, uh, the artist, okay. and then H.R. Geiger, 
Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. I know who you're talking about, Mobius, dude. That guy is fucking deadly. Yeah, I think that he worked for Lucas on Concept. Yeah, right? dude. What a... Whoa, that yeah. guy. He was going to bring in uh, Orson Welles and Salvador Dali. <laughs> Not Orson Welles. And this is Orson Welles. Like, I just watched that uh, They'll Love Me When I'm Dead. And this is or- this would have been Orson Welles at the the bad Orson Welles. Oh, like yeah. The- drunk. Very drunk Orson Welles. Sometimes he would just sit around and eat fudge pops. <laughs> Like, Sybil Shepard was saying, like, it wasn't bad enough that he took over a wing of our house, because he just sort of moved in with her and Bogdanovich no, at live, one point. I live with you now, Yeah, Sybil. But he would, like, bitch incessantly if there wasn't, like, copious amounts of fudge pops <laughs> in every fucking fridge. And that's, that's the Orson so Welles that he's ready to bring in. Right. And then if that's not bad enough, Salvador Dali is like, well, I'll do it. I'll be the emperor, uh-huh. but I'm only going to do one shoot. So you have to build the set around me right and then build a toilet into it so i can just relieve myself whenever i want during the 16 hour marathon shoot as dolly as you can get right there yeah and it's like well if these are the sort of things this is obviously never going to happen uh there's a documentary you can actually watch about it just called jodorowsky's dune and they the storyboards are pretty impressive yeah like i don't even know if i would recommend the movie's fun because anything about jodorowsky's fun but uh, if you get your hands on the actual, I think they're selling the storyboards as a book, and it's pretty cool. They're, I've seen some of them. They are beautiful. Yeah. Well, it never ends up happening. Dino gets his hands on it in 76. You mean Dino, I make it a picture de Laurentiis? Yes. Oh, okay. Dino, I wouldn't <laughs> take a shit in a Fiat de Laurentiis. <laughs> um, yeah, he gets he, a hold he's of- also He's also uh, Luigi's brother, too, right? No. The, they get to- King Totem Toadstool Adventures. What's that? Could you That's you dying. Oh, my bad joke about being Mario. If Dino De Laurentiis was Mario instead of Mario and Luigi, it would just stand still and the rest of the game would fuck off. <laughs> Mario, Princess Peach has been kidnapped by Bowser again. And... and- <laughs> <laughs> So uh, Dino gets Frank Herbert to actually write the script. Oh, the author of the yeah. book? Yeah. Wow. Okay. And he was sort of in on it on the front end. He's like, yeah, I think this would be a good movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, 175 pages. So Ridley Scott decides to split the script in half and do it into two movies. What is, Ridley Scott? Yeah. Ridley Scott gets on board at this point. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. I just kind of snuck that in yeah. there, right? Oh, yeah. Sure you did. So the first 76 when Dino first gets it, it's going to be Herbert writes the script. Ridley Scott does it. Things are taking too long. Shit looks like it's going to be too hard. Mm-hmm. Eventually, Scott's going to split, and he's going to do Blade Runner instead. Good call. Good call. Good call. Ironically, Sean Young is in both of these films. Yeah. I don't know. That's, she isn't in both. <laughs> no, I don't know if that's ironic. You know, people really, yeah. need to eat. Sure. Uh, then it takes till about 1981 for anything to happen, and the rights are about to run out because he's got nine years on it. I think he renegotiates. And then Raffaella sees uh, Raffaella De Laurentiis, his daughter. Oh, right, right, right. Who's going to be the named exec on this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, also, such films as Backdraft. Ooh. Black Dog that we oh, just yeah. watched. Um, Conan. Yeah. I think she was the named exec on Conan as well. So she sees a race, or not a racer head. She sees the Elephant Man, and she's like, we should get this guy to do it. And then that's David Lynch. And he comes in and he's like, yeah, I'll do it. What is it? <laughs> it's basically it. Because the way it reads is that, like, 
He has no interest in science fiction. Uh-huh. He has no idea what Dune is. And right. it's like, you want to do this picture? Yeah, why not? And at this point, it's not like Dino has been hiding behind a rock and nobody knows. Like, you... And they clearly told him exactly how the production was going to go. Like, he had to know every fucking thing that was demanded of him mm-hmm. going in. Right. And then when it happened, he was like, oh, my God, this is ruining my life. I thought they were exaggerating when they said Dino was a nightmare. No, no. Well, we'll get to that later. <laughs> uh, so it takes Lynch. He starts with the team of writers. It, at least six drafts to finally get to the yeah, script that they actually yeah. shoot. It's not bad, I don't think. Uh, they actually start filming in 1983 as a planned trilogy because Victoria Madsen, among other actors, had a three-picture deal. Virginia Madsen. Virginia Madsen. What yeah. did I call her? Victoria. Victoria. Yeah. There we go. She's great. I love Virginia yeah. Madsen. I do not like her brother. I didn't realize that they were related. Yeah, That's interesting. Brother and sister. How about that? Uh, yeah, they shot it in 1983. They, The work print, supposedly, is four hours long. That's insane. Uh, they cut it down to three hours. And then Dino's like, nobody's going to watch this. So mm-hmm. they cut it down to two hours and 17 minutes because that's, I guess, as small as you could make it and still have the skeletal structure kind of make sense. And still nobody watched it. It didn't do horrible. It opens against Beverly Hills Cop, though. Ooh. Ouch. It got nut punched. And then oh. they nut punched themselves again because... With all the re-edits, mm-hmm. they canceled most of the pre-screenings for critics. Oh, boy. So nobody would give it an endorsement right. going into its yeah. opening. Oof. And it still did, like, 35-ish against a $40 million budget. Yeah. yeah. So on the TV release and whatever other deals, Dino made mm-hmm. it back immediately. Right. Like, right. he didn't lose money on yeah. this. Uh, and then you either love it or you hate it. That's, like... No one really watched it. It didn't get, like, this huge response, but for whatever reason, it just built this thing. It's a cult movie, Yeah, there's a, sure. people that like Dune, mm-hmm. and I think a lot of them like the book, because this does really... They don't change a lot. Yeah. They change some stuff. Yeah. But they don't change a lot, and it is sort of like, if you know what's going on in the book, you kind of know these sentences that never lead anywhere mm-hmm. that happen constantly, constantly. throughout the film. Constantly. But if you don't, it's still like something that in a very simple, it's just this revenge piece that if you fluff off all these words and jargon and nonsense that doesn't go anywhere, you still have this sort of like little thing that happens that, you know, an eight year old can enjoy, perhaps. I will avenge my father. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So who I shouldn't because he killed himself. Uh, I'm confused about my revenge. But the thing is, is the cult following is large enough that there's been sort of even Warner Brothers executives have wanted to do a director's cut and Lynch won't even talk about the movie. Yeah, he I guess it was it jarred him so emotionally that he was like, it almost ruined my career. It almost ruined my life. And then the little snippets that he says about it are things like, well, you know, I just like I just started selling out. And I was like, that was when you signed with Dino. Yes. You didn't do that halfway through. You needed to do that at the beginning. That's when she comes up, and it's Raffaella Diorlantis, and she says, would you like to make this movie? You just sold out, kid. Yep, exactly. Yeah, when you made The Elephant Man for Mel Brooks, it was a good deal, and Mel's a real nice guy. Took his name off of it, obviously, right. so it would, because so people wouldn't think it's a comedy. Right. 
Yeah, and I'm sure it was a great, pleasurable experience. Now you're making a forty fucking million dollar science fiction piece for Dino De Laurentiis. You got to work fast. You got to do things on time, and you can't go over budget. And you did all of those things. Yeah, and they apparently made his life a living hell, but he probably made theirs a living hell. Probably as well. it was an uh, an amicable uh, relationship. <laughs> but you hear these stories like Raphael storming in, tearing out pages of the script, and then. On re-edits, the three of them are together doing the final cut together. Yeah. Like, how much do you hate each other? It almost ruined his life. Maybe they're all just professionals. So he, well, I mean, the way he talked, I mean, he won't talk about it, right? Yeah. So well, it's got to just. he's a weird dude. He's a weird dude. And it, so it obviously had to be so jarring that you would never want to talk to these people again. His next film is Blue Velvet, who produced it, Dino. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so it wasn't that bad. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I guess it got stressful for him or something. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, there's a new one coming out yeah. next year starring I, uh, Jason Momoa and Zendaya. I believe that's how you say her name. Spider-Man's girlfriend. Momoa's going to be Duncan Idaho. <laughs> wow. Cool. Uh, <laughs> directed by Villanova. Villanova's Villanova. good. Villanova. Yeah. Villanova. The basketball team. They're going to sure. get together and dunk it on, uh, on Dino. <laughs> and I would. I looked to see, because he's going to do a two-parter. I was looking to see if they based it off of the original Frank Herbert script, but it doesn't look like they did. Oh, so who if if Jason Momoa is not the main guy, who's the main guy? What do you mean if Jason Momoa? What do you mean if Jason Momoa is not the main guy, Justin? Wait, you think you think it's going to be the story of Duncan Idaho? <laughs> well, if you've ever read Dune, there's only one guy in every book, and it's Duncan Idaho. He doesn't make it very long in this movie. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's... having not read the book, I'm like Duncan Idaho is a pretty small. I don't role. I, he's about as inconsequential as any character can get. If the story had a main character in the entire saga, it would be Duncan Idaho. Huh? Yeah. But I like that he's named Idaho. Well, yeah, because you're from here. I mean, I guess it's a good name. It's kind of Indiana Jonesy. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, Josh Brolin's gonna be Gurney. And uh, Dave Bautista is going to be some guy named Beast. That's Oscar Isaac. Yeah. Uh, Stellan Skarsgård. Who's Oscar Isaac? RVR Bardem. Um, Oscar Isaac is uh, Duke. Is so who the hell is Paul Atreides? Timothy Chalamet. Oh, the the uh, uh, the guy that won the Academy Award two years ago okay. uh, for the uh, movie that Jackie liked, the uh, Call Me By Your Name movie, who, who was fantastic in that movie. It just was, I hated that movie. Yeah. Um, Charlotte Rampling. Jackie likes her. Um, that's all. That's all I got for you. Sure. So. Uh, you were asking previously, not on the podcast, but like, what is Raffaella doing these days? Mm -hmm. Well, 2017, she did Backdraft 2. Oh, what? <laughs> that happened? That happened. Is anybody in it? No. So D, uh, VOD? Or, I mean, directed yeah, video? All, so her yeah. last theatric release was uh, Black Dog. Oh, man. And then she kind of she took some breaks and it seems like she just kind of like decides, oh, I'm going to make some pictures. And then they're just shit. Right. Video, DTV things. Yeah. But Backdraft 2 is her second to most recent. The other one is. Yeah, just we might have to check that out. Yeah, it's got to be bad. It's got to be real. It's got to be first. Real, one's not very good. Real bad. Yeah. But going back to Lynch and his whole fucking problems is like the tale of two Dinos and the tale of two Raffaella's. Raffaella produced Conan. I've watched the documentary. Or I've watched the commentary on that twice. And you know, what I never heard John Milius say. Anything bad about Raffaella De Laurentiis, right. but he got shit done on time. Yeah. Serpico, Sidney LeMay, he was worried about working with De Laurentiis, got everything done on time, and he's like, oh, he's a really nice man. I don't get it. <laughs> you just got to move fast. I guess. I guess. Huh. Not screw up. And it's not like maybe, it probably wasn't Lynch's fault. 
they shouldn't have put somebody right out of a $5 million production into yeah, a 40. Right, right. Which still happens today. They usually flop. Um, Jackie, uh, when was the last time you watched Dune or had you ever? I watched it when I was a kid. Okay. And? I didn't like it when I was a kid. Okay. I thought it was okay. dumb, yeah. but my dad loves this movie. Really? And, uh, you know, so we watched it. Mm-hmm. You know, it was it was on all the time at our house. Okay. And I guess it's good background noise. Yeah. Well, you know, I didn't give a shit. <laughs> and, you know, so I hadn't seen it in a long time. I remember the one little spittle of drool on the queen's face. Yeah, that's a dick move, dude. Uh, because my brother used to do that to me. <laughs> Everybody's Yucky. brothers spit on their faces. No, he would that. pin Ookie me mouth. down. Yes. And the spit would drop from his right? lips and then he'd suck it yeah. back up Everybody and then he'd do it again. That is, that if you think that that was your brother's, that he invented being a huge fucking prick, guess what? <laughs> he didn't. Yeah, it was Baron Harkonnen, apparently. Baron Harkonnen. <laughs> he invented being a huge dick. In the future. He was gross. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It is. I don't know that there's really any character more disgusting than this version of Vladimir Harkonnen. Yeah, we'd have to we'd have to think about that pretty hard. He is gross. He's grody. As shit. He's a grody guy. Um, I will give this movie the makeup, the sets, the costumes. Everything looks fucking great, except for some of the special effects the here and there. Matt work gets Matt bad. works pretty bad. Um, but any everything that's uh, uh, a physical piece in this movie looks great, mm-hmm. especially his makeup. His so, makeup's fantastic. Yeah, so I, you know, he's grody, sure, but uh, dude, man, great job right there. I always thought the still suits looked awesome when I was a kid. What are the still suits? The, the desert suit things? rubber. Oh yeah. yeah, jobbers that they breathe through. Yeah, and stuff? those are cool looking. Yeah, Patrick yeah. Stewart said it's the most uncomfortable thing he's ever had to wear oh, ever. Right, but his ass looked great in it, so he didn't <laughs> care. That's what he said. No, he said his whole body, but I embellished a little bit. <laughs> You know, talking about it's, Captain Picard's ass. I was like, you know, I was looking for him too, and it's still soon because, like, he's like, man, I look great. And then I was like, I don't think they got a full body shot of you in the final cut with that. No, I don't think they did. But he uh, also said that uh, everyone in the movie got at least two full scenes cut. Every fucking character. Yeah. Every actor. Yeah. He fucks off for quite a while. Um. Anyways, are we ready to get into this? Why the hell not? Yeah, we got to. We gotta there were no fist fights or anything with. On the movie set, Sam? <laughs> Not that I heard of. What a weird no. question a from you. fist fights. Random. I don't know <laughs> that. I mean, does fights? David Lynch look like the kind of guy that starts fist fights? No. No, he does Which not. Which means that he is. Yeah, he is. You never right. expect him, right? Yeah, him and John Cusack going at it. That's what happened is he was like, I'm going to fist fight you, Rafaela De Laurentiis, and she fucking knocked his shit out. Yeah, exactly. She's like, hugged it out afterwards. Hug it. Hug it out. <laughs> By the way, you're taking too long, so I'm just going to rip some pages out of this script. Hurry the fuck up with this movie. So hurry up the fuck up with this podcast. Here we go. Uh, Dune from 1984. Uh, the movie starts out with narration by uh, Virginia Madsen, who is a disembodied head floating through space for some reason. But uh, yeah. basically, it, the universe, it, the, the year is 10,191. Yeah. And the universe has an emperor. And who apparently seems to not have as much power as one would think a universal empire would. Um, but there's one product that everybody goes bananas about called mm. the spice. Uh-huh. And the spice only can be found on one planet. Arrakis. L.A. Kashuk. L.A.? 
I was thinking cocaine. Yeah, it's druggish. I mean, yeah, you spark a dube of worm shit and you go into space, but for real? But for, but for real? Maybe I don't know. I got some questions about that, but, but we'll for get real. Uh, people go gaga for the spice, and also it it does allow. Uh, uh, space transportation, right? Yeah, the uh, Spacing Guild is the people that are putting pressure on the Emperor for certain things. <laughs> the guilds have a lot of power. You kind of get it in the movie enough, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Enough. But it, it's very heavily accentuated in the book, say. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the Spacing Guild is putting some heat on the Emperor. Keep the spice going. Keep You gotta keep the spice flowing. He who controls the spice controls the universe. Yep. All that good stuff. Um, the Dreamer has awakened... That's not yet. Yeah, that's not yet. Oh. Uh, but here's the problem is that Kashuk, what's the planet called? Arrakis. Arrakis. Uh, Dune, as it were, um, is inhabited by a group of people called the Fremen. Yep. The, the Freemen. Fremen. Fremen. Um, and they aren't real keen on uh, the the mining, the, the fracking, as it were, of their planet and it being exploited for, the, you know, the Emperor's not doing a real good job of uh, sure. uh, being cool to these Fremen guys. Well, there's also a point, like, early on in this whole bullshit, you're like, the Harkonnens are in charge of Dune. Mm-hmm. The Atreides are, like, cool guys that people like. Right. Because that's it. That's kind of all their thing is that they have their own little kingdom and planet and people like them. So the Emperor's like, oh, people like that guy too much. Too much. So we need to get rid of him, so we're going to, you know, take the Harkonnens. They're basically Alderons. They're Alderonians, as it were. Like, sure. The Emperor doesn't yeah. like them because they're all handsome and yeah, fun. Yeah, nice. Yeah. They have oceans and beaches and surfing. Fountains. I thought he that doesn't that... want to go to the beach. Yeah. Now, no fun now. I thought that the dad, when I was a kid, was good looking. The dad? Brunson Pronchnow? Pros the... Pronchnow. Yeah. Duke. Yeah. Kyle McLaughlin's father. Yeah. Yeah. Clito. And then looking at him now, I'm like, oh, no. He's a bit of a gargoyle. Yeah. And then I was like, maybe I like the other guy. I don't know. Who's the other thinking. guy? Kyle McLaughlin? No, the, the rest of the dude. ladies did like Kyle McLaughlin. Duncan Idaho? <laughs> Duncan. Dude, ladies fucking love Richard Jordan. Yeah. It's again with the Duncan Idaho is like, we got Richard Jordan. To, to do what? To do what? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't think I have a single note about Duncan Idaho until the one note. Just so that I can beat it on the head that, that Duncan Idaho really isn't even in this movie. <laughs> he should. He appears to be a big deal, but never. He's like Biggs, kind of, or, or like Wedge. Like, dude, he's the guy. If you need to blow up a yeah. Death Star, well, guess what? You got to bring Biggs or Wedge with you. Yeah, if you're going to take over a desert planet and you know that it's a trap, you need Duncan you Idaho. You need Duncan fucking Idaho. You know why? And then Duncan Idaho does nothing. Because he's a sword master of the genus. Right. Wait, what? What? <laughs> <laughs> what? Exactly. No, he's just some guy. He's, he's just not even some in the guy. movie. Uh, let's go back to the Fremen and sure. uh, the planet. The, they have a prophecy that basically there's going to be a Neo someday. The one or will show Jesus up. Or and, yeah, Jesus, space Jesus, whatever. He's going to show up and he's going to have superpowers. He's going to be have, have a really great smile, impeccable hair. His hair is amazing. And uh, I will, yeah. No, I would kill I for asked, Tom McLaughlin's hair. I asked if he was wearing a wig at one point because it was just so perfectly coiffed. Yeah, it's a coif, 
Indeed. And I was like, wow, that there's not a single hair on that guy's head that is out of place. Kyle McLaughlin should have an insurance policy on his goddamn hair. Yeah. And I mean, even as he's gotten like, he's an old guy now, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and he, he still has more hair than I do. No, his hair is dumb. I'm like, I'm so jealous. In the last shot of the movie, when it's a little bit longer mm-hmm. and kind of brushy with the wind. Right. Like, that was disappointing when I was 10, because I was like, my hair's never going to look that good in my whole life. God damn you, Kyle McLaughlin, and your superior God. hair. Um, So he's going to free them, the the Neo, and uh, sure. they're going to be cool. There's prophecies and messiahs. Yeah. Um, so the guild is like, we're sending an emissary to lecture you, Emperor, about keeping the spice flowing. And they show up, but they also are like spaceships the the guild of space travel are so oh god space travel what the fuck are these alien things why does it look like it has a vagina mouth it's got like it's not even a good vagina that's a mouth. human what that's the a navigator human. yeah that's a human what prolonged experience to the spice he lives in a spice tank what yes huh. oh why does his mouth look like that yeah, so he's just like that smoke that's coming out of his vagina yeah. mouth is just spice. He's there, just like, yeah. There are no alien life forms in the Dune universe. There's only How humans. How about that? I would have never guessed that. I, he also like floats around and shit. Yeah, he's got like these weird little arms uh-huh. and I think he had legs. Yeah, it's, it's like a back to tank filled with spice and he just wow. lives in it all the time. And that's Sweet. what happens. Is that, so like, is that, that would be like a cocaine tank for yeah, us. Is yeah. that good? Well, I guess you can actually fold space. Yeah. If uh, you Why doesn't do. everybody do this? Because you do. I want to look like that. Well, yeah, but if you're so riddled with spice that you, you probably just don't even care what you look like. I'm I'm just I'm be. a I'm a wormhole. I'm he's literally a, yeah, a wormhole. He's a wormhole maker, kind of. I don't even know if he because it seems to me like you go. I the the space travel on this shit is fucking. It's fantastic. And not in a good way. He should have been like the caterpillar from Alice in Wonderland. Yeah, he kind of is. The... Where, you know, he could smoke the pipe mm-hmm, and it would just mm-hmm. be the red spice just. Yeah. What's that thing called? It's called something. It's not called a caterpillar. Che- uh, the Cheshire Cat, right? No, that's a cat. Oh. It's just the caterpillar. Oh. Okay. Well, I don't know shit. Um. So the Empire Emperor rattles off some information like purely for exposition here <laughs> about who the families are, all the planets, what's going on, yeah. who does what, and blah, 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 which is my beef with this movie is like the exposition is so bad that I don't agree with you. It's not very clear sure. of anything. Kind of. Well, I will kind of maybe address that part at the end because, as I said, like there's a bunch of stuff that they say mm-hmm. that ultimately for the grander scheme of things just not in the Dune War universe. If you read the books, this is all stuff that ties in. Right. In the if you're just watching this movie, this is all you know. These things are just cast aside. They don't really matter. Right. To what's actually happening. Right. So you don't know what you're supposed to be paying attention yeah. to until the end of the movie when you're like, well, all that really happened is this, and yeah, that happened. That's a fine. couple families. Yeah. Got mad at each other mm. and had a war. Yeah, had a war. What yeah. about the witches? Yeah, there's fucking witches. Witches and. Which prophecy? I mean, I mean, like not which prophecy? Question mark? Like which prophecy? It's the and, same prophecy as the Fremen prophecy. But yeah, it all ties together. They like there's gonna. Why did they a, have to be bald? Uh, and they're like there's a bad mother and a good mother of the. It's it's all very complex. Yeah, um, why why are they bald? 
Probably because the hair gets in the way of their telepathy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you ever seen like Moon Dragon from the Marvel Universe? Professor X, he's bald. Put your hand up to your forehead. You don't want hair to get in the way. I think they're bald because David Lynch wanted them to look bald. Yeah. I don't think they're bald in the uh, books. V'ger. There's no heart plugs in the books, and the weirding way is totally different. Persis Kambata, she was a telepath in Star Trek 1, wasn't she? I thought she was like... The, oh, no, 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 no. The, the one with the uh, the next generation with Patrick Swayze's. Patrick Swayze's next generation. Pain don't hurt. Space. I, God <laughs> damn it. Why can't that be a show? You just space One trucking. One season. Yeah. <laughs> but their, their telepath had a... You know, it had data... And Data wasn't a telepath. Data no, but they're a telepath on that. Diana Troy was not a telepath. She was an empath. Yeah. And her hair is almost as good as Kyle McLaughlin. Yeah, she's got great hair. Yeah, see, and she had hair. Some other assets, too. <laughs> the twins? Yeah. We saw her at the Maria's, Comic-Con last yeah, year. Yeah, she looks great. Maria she does look still good. looks great. She still looks great. So pretty. Yeah. And she's bitch. super nice. She's the, Both of those people are just so fucking nice. Um, anyways, um... So we meet Paul Antretes, is that? Paul Paul Atreides. Atreides, okay. Um, Atreides! And he is the son of the Duke, who is the grand ruler or whatever of this planet, planet uh, Kaladar? Kaladan. Yeah. And he starts doing the same thing that the Emperor was doing and telling him. I call it Tartuffing. Tartuffing, yeah. Have you ever read the play Tartuffe? Yes. At the very Very beginning of... Well, I mean, there's many things no, that I make mean, Tartuffe. It's, it's yeah. a very good uh, 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 metaphor, sure. simile. It, and Tartuffe's amazing because of what it is, but at the same time, that's what it does is it has a character that is only there to tell you, the yeah. audience, directly right. who everyone is. Yeah. This movie Tartuffe's for about half of it. Yeah, exactly. So right now we get to Paul Atreides, and he starts Tartuffe. He's on the internet, Tartuffing. Yeah, he's like, ah, oh, Thurfer Highwatt, you are a mentat. Oh, Gurney Halleck, my battle man. You're just like, oh, my God. Shut up. Uh, uh, none all- of it matters by the end. And then, like, at the end of the I mean, he constantly talks to himself. Everybody basically const- talks to themselves in this movie as the narrator. Like, that's Absolutely. how the narrative is delivered is inner monologue. And it drives me fucking crazy. And again, it's like this will get shed by the end of it. It doesn't really matter. I didn't. I never really hated this part of it. The I thought it was a sort of a feel thing that he was going for. Just but shut up. Yeah. With, you know, in the context of the, the other story, it's like, who knows what? There's a lot of royalty intrigue bullshit happening. But some right? of it is just such bad dial or bad writing, though, too, because like some of the things that he says in his mind is like very not how inner monologue works. Like. I feel crappy right now. Sometimes it's just regurgitated lines from other times. Right. It gets weird. My mom is sad today. Good. Good thing you told us that, bud, because that's what the actor's job is to tell us with their face, not you in your fucking mind. Yeah. Bottle. Uh, Anyways. Now he's brain tartoofing. Yeah, he's brain tartoofing. (laughs) God damn it. Um, So Captain Card comes in. And he's like, man, Captain Card, that guy, love him. Uh, he hams it up pretty good right here and then says to uh, Paul that, hey, bud, you're kind of a you're kind of a weenus. Yeah. Let's uh, let's get some shield training. Yeah. And this then he proceeds stupid. to whip his ass. <laughs> it's, they turn into. I thought this shit was sweet when I was 10. Oh, yeah. They turn into like boxes and then all of a sudden like. <laughs> 
I want my MTV. Exactly. <laughs> there was some bullshit on IMDb where somebody's like, this is the first time computer animation was used to make a human form. I was like, no, it's not. They did yeah, that. Eat shit. They did that in Looker in 1981, which is well before this. Yeah. Duh. And two, that's not a human form. It's a fucking box. It's a box. <laughs> They're in cardboard boxes bashing into each other. It's like watching a bad bum fight. Yeah. Well, yeah. Like, if you just, like, if you just covered yourself in, like, laundry and laundry bins and ran into each other, that's the style of battle that they're practicing. I guess it's like a force field. Is that what they're wearing? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, activated by a doorbell on their belt. Yes. Right. <laughs> Bing bong. Shields Sorry, up. that's the wrong one. <laughs> <laughs> I just filled my pants. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, they fight, and Captain Card whips his butt, so he's not quite super tough yet. Um, but he's going to go to Dune, or I guess the whole family is going to go to Dune and, like, check up on things, right? They're moving. They're moving to Dune? They're moving to Dune. What's their so ambition? The, so they don't. The Emperor hates Duke Leto, so he he figures that he can get uh, Baron Harkonnen to kill him if he muddles with the Harkonnens' control of Dune enough. Okay. So he puts him in charge specifically so, so, so that... So the Emperor tasked him to do this. Yeah, the Emperor's basically killing him with someone else's hand. Okay. And the Spacing Guild's fine as long as Paul gets killed, too. Right. So they're in this together. Because of their fountains and impeccable hair. Like, they're just yeah. too likable and nice and handsome. I, get I mean, rid of them. at what point do you just look around you and go, I don't want to move to the desert? Right. I like, and, and you're just like, hey, you know, I, I really appreciate you thinking of me. I'm living in no. Alderaan, and I have to move to the desert? It's their house is desert. right on the ocean. It's just sand dunes. With giant worms. Yeah, dunes sucks. Yeah, and they say things like, well, it's just too good of an opportunity to pass up. Living on a shithole desert mining because of what? Like, they live on a paradise and they're already rich as fuck. You're doing pretty good, guys. You're just going to say. Maybe they tell the emperor just, to fuck off. He would, he would have told him to fuck off. And then, and then if, you, if you can't tell the emperor to fuck off, then why is it that the fucking guild gets to tell him to do whatever they want him to do? He's really not that much of an emperor. You can tell him to fuck off. Yeah, well, that or you just send somebody in your stead. Right. I'll send Bert. Yeah. Bert the sand guy. Gurney Halleck. Yeah. Duncan, pick somebody. No, yeah. Duncan, I know is far too valuable. He's a no, he's sword master I of said, the genus. I said to pick somebody. Oh. Like Duncan. he wouldn't even yeah, he wouldn't even be like concerned with it. He'd be like, Duncan, Duncan, just get somebody. Yeah, he'll pick somebody. Steve. <laughs> Steve, the sword master of He doesn't have to be a sword master, he's just a bean counter. Des Moines. Yeah. Steve's been down there peeling onions long enough. Yeah. <laughs> Time for him to move up in the world. Got a job for you. Okay, so they're they're uh, headed there and uh he, so he's got to he's that's why he's got to get tougher. He's got to really, you know, it's going to be a hard life on Dune, but you got to quit being such a weenus and uh so here here's your arm laser and I want you to fight this robot that lives in your ceiling yeah that's the best way to describe this and they're doing this for the weirding way instead of so that's what we got we got these blasters and voice boxes yeah, right he doesn't they, even really use the weirding way when he fights this robot that lives in the ceiling he's just not hot chawing very loud he's, he's just like Zah, zoop. yeah i thought he was just doing like action sounds like Hua, ha, yeah but he's good at it so he doesn't have to like 
do ha cha every time, I guess. <laughs> okay. So I didn't even know that was the weirding way. I thought he was just shooting a no, laser. They put the weirding module on him there, and this is their first their first uh glimpse of the this version of the weirding way. Oh my god. And it seems to me like this is a new invention for these people. The robot or the weirding way? The weirding okay. way. Yeah, the robot's just a repurposed pleasure model. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's why I have other the things that come out. <laughs> Surprise! Yeah. Right above your bed. <laughs> why? Why do you think it's like a new thing? The weirding way. Because they keep talking about yeah. how they had developed this new weapon that mm-hmm. uses uh, voice, sound control, it's Alexa of fighting. Because, yeah, yeah. Because I think Thurfer Highwatt says so in this scene. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, that makes sense. Then. He tartufes it. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm kind of thinking that they were on the right track. That the thing that I liked the most visually about this movie was the the floating lights. Yeah, floating lights are fun. Yeah. Yeah, and and They're they like were really lights. They were really pretty. Around. There's yeah. one shot. Where you can see that they had the strings off kilter and one of them's kind of wobbly and mm. it's in the shot for too long. You wonder how a movie... Cause they, they blew it. Get two hours cut out of it and leaves that shit in. Dino would have made so much more money if they hadn't fucked that part up. Dang it. Um, so his mom swings by and his mom's pretty hot and she's like six years older than him and it doesn't make any goddamn sense. But anyways, um, she's like, hey, let's go over here and talk to this witch lady. And the witch lady's like, hey, you're a real... You're a bad mom because... You're pregnant with the if it's she a male, it's gonna be the super being, and no, Paul's so confused like, about what the super being is, and he's like, "I have superpowers. I don't even fucking know what's going on right here." Yeah, that part you went too far because she's just like, "You were supposed to have a daughter so that we could marry her off to someone to Fade sure. Rautha, right?" And then King Joffrey, as it were, breed, and then that being that baby will be the super being the baby of her so her granddaughter or grandson would be the yes. super being what's the super being the quitsat satirac i'm it does this, not this answer a question that's uh, the quitsat satirac um <laughs> give a dog a bone this old man came rolling home now i get it <laughs> yeah you got to put it in a song, and then I understand, uh-huh. Sam. Or you say it like Alicia would at the end. <laughs> How can this be possible? So it's it's the one of prophecy. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, the Quetzal Satirac is their messiah name. Why why can't Kyle McLeod? Why isn't the witch be like? We already had a son. Maybe it's this guy. That's what she's here for. She's hoping he's not. But she's, she's hoping like, he is. She's pissed at mom. Like, yeah, you fucked this shit up, lady. She betrayed the order of the Bene Gesserit. But I didn't. I spit out a son first. And he seems like he's pretty weird, so maybe you should see if he's the super being before lecturing me about my shit, bitch. Coming here, telling me how to fucking make babies? Yeah. What are you up to? What are you doing that's so goddamn important? That's also sort of the thing... That is glossed over no matter how you argue about this part of Dune, uh, whether you know the thousand years it took to do this <laughs> beforehand, or you don't, and it's just this. No one ever goes, wait, you just pick what sex your baby is? Yeah, that too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you just, mm, okay. Yeah, put it in me. Uh, it's a boy. <laughs> I want a boy. Okay. Wait, you're pregnant? Yeah. Oh, Oh, maybe you could do that with the Quitsat Satirac thing. I want a Quitsat Satirac. Do you have one of those? Yeah. No. Um, do you have a Cuisinart? <laughs> yeah. Well, you give birth to a Cuisinart. Um, so 
he goes to the witch for observation. Yeah. Uh, to like, I guess, determine his, the power, the, his, how sweet he is. Yeah. And she's like, here, stick your hand in this box. And now imagine it being on fire. I'm going to make you think that it's on fire and your hand's burning. But if you take your hand out of the box, I'm going to poke you in the neck with the sewing needle and you're going to bleed out, I guess. No, she already poked him. She's poisoned him. The poison only works if he gets scared. Uh, in the roundabout way. So why don't you just casually take your hand out of the box? This is dumb, bitch. Go away. No, because then you you die. But he's not scared. What's he going to die of? If the poison... Poison. You, but he's not scared. He's I just like, know. I have it's, better uh, things to do. She's a space witch with a okay. magic needle. All right. Yeah, shut up, Justin. It is almost... Like, the, the similarities between this and the, the lie scene in Fight Club yeah. is, v- like, whoa, yeah. boy. It kind of reminded me of when I was a kid. Hey, Fincher, and- you know, maybe uh got some problems there. Like, stealing David Lynch's shit. David Finch. Er. He's even stealing his name. Yeah. <laughs> and then doing better movies. And then making better movies. Go ahead, Jack. When you were a kid. When I was a kid, this whole scene reminded me of when you put on the blindfold and you stuck your hand in the mystery bowl. Or it also reminds me of the thing in Flash Gordon that you stick your hand in, the little monster that lives in the tree thing. Like the, Isn't that a test of one's vigor in Flash Gordon? The tree of vigor testing? <laughs> the tree of vigor testing? I don't remember anything about Flash Gordon other than they had a dickhead for the lead. <laughs> <You're right. laughs> okay. Um, I'm just going to say, since you brought up the Flash Gordon, mm-hmm. Toto did not do a good job in this movie. No, not compared to the, Queen, obviously. Yeah, the, well, the band Toto the is you know, responsible for the music in this movie. It does say... Music by Toto, Toto. in well, the opening credits. They, by Guild Laws, had to pay him that. The only song they do is at the end. The theme is Brian Eno. Yeah, and that's the only piece of the score is that theme. Yeah. So Toto didn't fucking do maybe the music they, for the film. Maybe they came in and did some instrumental touch-ups to it or I something. I think it's just more Toto bullshit. Yeah. Like, they were it, like, well, Flash Gordon did pretty good. Shh, don't tell anybody we suck type stuff. They were like, oh, we can't play the Rain in Africa song when it starts raining. That's what they were going to do. They were like, we'll, we'll put that Rain down, down in Africa song for the end of the movie when it starts raining, right? I miss the rains down in Arrakis, even though it's yeah. never rained here before. Yeah, right. That's the good lyrics. still miss them. Boy, miss that rain. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's not raining, ever. Toto blew it. Toto fucking sucks. Toto blows it every time. I got a question about Toto later. <laughs> okay, believe it or not. Um, So he passes the test. She's like, wow, your fucking hand powers are amazing because you didn't get scared. Maybe. Even though your hand was on fire and you, you know, focused on the pain like fucking Cornelius does. Whatever. You lasted a long time. Yeah. Longer than anybody. Maybe you're the one. Yeah. That's what happens. Yeah, that's what his mom says to his dad. No. You've lasted the longest. Ooh, da, da. She says, <laughs> what? It's a boy. There, really? There's like a weird sex scene with them later, like flashback in her head where she's like, oh, oh and then it has no context to anything <laughs> at all. So I imagine, uh-huh. I, I imagine she likes to bone his dad quite a bit. Um, She's his concubine. What? Yeah. She's, they're not married? Nope. Nope. 
Get the fuck out of town. I had no idea. I thought they loved each other. They did. They do. That's why he only he doesn't have... You can't love a concubine? He does, and he doesn't have any other ones, that's and he's some, not married. That's some fucking Thomas Jefferson shit right there. Yeah, that's also, not like... cool, bro. Off... Uh, off screen, I guess. We'll call all of these things that happen in Dune, not in the movie, just off screen. Off screen, that's one of the reasons why the Emperor's mad at him. And actually, uh, Baron Harkonnen is her father, and the Bezirich is her mother. And uh, that's why he's got the pustules, because the witch lady poisoned him after he raped her, put Jessica in her, and then she stuck him in there so that she could have the Quintessence Satirac. And you're like, what? Man, you can't, you can't have a slave in love like, well... I love you. You're still a slave. I mean, because if I know a, a great man once said, if you love somebody, set them free, 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 set them free. It's Sting, guys. Yeah, I know. Sting's in this movie. He is in this <laughs> oh, movie. yeah. If you love somebody. I don't like that song very much. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. Um, okay. But yeah, but that would explain why you were making fun of the movie when he's the the dad is wandering uh-huh. around going, I should have married you, Jessica. Yeah. Right. I don't fucking. Wow, man, you can't. He could have married her. Just, Come on. He was trying not to piss off the emperor, I guess, which didn't work because he's pretty pissed. Still. He's pretty pissed. He's sending you to your death. Anyways, yeah. um, the witch is like, hey, guess what? Your, your, ma- your slave master is going to die uh, on Dune. And she's upset about it, which she should be like, fucking sweet, dude. That asshole should have set me free. Years ago, being a concubine is a fucking joke. But she loves him. But I love him because I guess that's fucking cool. Dude. She has that voice. So you know that they don't have fights about the trash and shit like that. She's got the weirding way. Yeah, she's a space she's witch. just like, hey, check out the trash. Right. And, and he goes, I can't help myself. You're going to go take out the trash. Who's the slave and who's the master? She's like, buy me something. But she's really just a slave to the Bene Gesserit mother because she's the one that put her in that situation so Dirk Leto has set her free hmm. with love I also heard she's a slave to the dance floor CNC music factory open on on she doesn't look like much of a dancer <laughs> no she doesn't <laughs> maybe she is who was to say anyways um so cut to planet giddy prime where Brad Dereef, yes, Brad Dereef, mm-hmm. always good to see Brad Dereef. Um, he's got, uh, he's, what is his job? Is he like the... He's the Mentat for the Baron Harkonnen. What's a Mentat? A Mentat is a human computer. That's why they have mm. the stained lips. They drink that shit and it's like speed, basically. Is, is a Mentat also um, one of those things where like you sit on a bench in your suit, but it's a freshly painted suit, so you pop some Mentats and then everything's better. Fresh goes better, Mentat freshness. <laughs> Fresh goes better with Mentat human calculator. <laughs> yeah, well done, sir. Off screen, <laughs> if you want to know why humans are calculators, is because the year ten thousand and ten thousand is the year uh, ten thousand years from Terminator Two, us winning the world war. Everything's oh. analog because AI. Oh, so it's not ten thousand AD. It's ten thousand years after Terminator War. Yeah. After John Connor finally can fuck off. After after we finally beat Skynet. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Off screen. I don't think we're winning that war, dude. Those Terminators seem pretty tough. Yeah, but they didn't have fucking worm shit that you smoked a dube and traveled through space and probably like shot uh. rays at him or something. Yeah. Yeah. The Terminator doesn't care about spice. 
Yeah. Uh, I don't think they won the war against the machines. The machines just got tired of killing us and then fucked off for a while. Uh, they went, ran out of spare parts. Yeah. yeah. Went over there. <laughs> yeah, went over there. Okay. Um, so he is. Uh, he goes up to the Baron, and uh, the Baron's. He, he's like, I got a message for you, sir. Uh, this Atreides guy thinks you're a total prick and wants you to know that. And yeah. so the Baron's like, dude, not cool, bro. We're going to kick his ass. Maybe this is all indistinguishable as I have seen this movie a bunch. I got no idea what's going on here. But bring in the cock hammers. Let's get those cock hammers in here. They do. And that's when Sting fucking comes in. Yeah. With the largest cock piece you've ever oh, seen God. on a character. Let's get into Sting. I mean, if we whatever we say here, here, guys, is okay with me because I do not like Sting. <laughs> I think he is a fucking tool bag. I don't really care one way or the other. Great about bass Sting, player. Great bass player. But <sighs> what a jackass he is in this movie. Oh, y- yep. I mean, giant cock piece. He doesn't really have any lines, but it's just like. He stares right at the camera when he comes in. Cam- like, like, hey, ladies, what yeah. do you think about this? And he's given that little smarmy smile like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, you know you're looking at it. I can fuck yeah. for 10 hours. Did you hear about that? I am looking at your large cock piece that you've had strapped onto yourself. And then, like, later on in the film, he comes out with, like, this weird boomerang thing for yeah, underwear a on. Mankini. He was supposed to be naked, but at the last minute, Warner was like, uh-uh. Oh, a little, a little sting dick. Yeah, you think Sting's packing heat? I mean, obviously he's, he he's, uh, must have been packing enough to say yes to just go. Yeah. Hey, here's my wiener. Yeah, yeah. The ladies love Sting. I mean, he was pretty much the sexiest man on the planet. It just turned out he was a huge fucking tool at the same time. I never thought right? the Sting was hot oh, or handsome. Oh, the ladies loved the Sting. Mm, okay. Yeah. Well, I don't see the appeal, but whatever. Huh. Okay, um, ladies, yeah. <laughs> chime in, chime in. Um, anyway, so he also has another guy. Whatever, what are these guys the, called? So Fade Rautha. Uh huh. Are they yeah. like bounty hunters or no? They're the nephews of the Baron. Oh, okay. Who doesn't have his own children other than Jessica, which is unknown because he's homosexual. Uh-huh. Doesn't really come out in this. No, it doesn't. Uh but yeah, Fade Rautha and the Beast Raban. Okay. Okay. The Beast. He doesn't have like a real name. He has the Beast Raban. I kind of thought that he was raping the flower kid. He was raping him. Yeah, there was a little. Yeah. That's longer. There's like, according to David Lynch, there's no other cuts and he's never going to revisit. I've seen like three different cuts of this movie. Uh, (laughs) They're out there, bud. (laughs) Anyway, there's a longer cut of this that is really grotesque. Yeah, he he like is like, okay, go kick some ass to nephews of mine. And uh, I'm pretty excited about it. So I'm going to hit a button on my jumpsuit and float up into the air like a fucking like when Mario gets the balloon power in Super Mario World and can float around. That's what he's like. He's just like a floaty fucking balloon guy. He's gross. Well, he's, yeah, he's grotesque. But why? And you're so fucking lazy that you got to fly around. In your fake Michael Jackson it's not even jacket. It's not even flying. It's just floating. <laughs> he's a balloon man. Yeah, and he's... Bah! Bah! Yeah, he's bad shit, too. Um, he, he, like, goes up and gets some oil on him. I think that's supposed to be blood. It looks like oil. It's oil. Yeah. I don't know why he oils up to kill a guy, but he does. He oils up when he unplugs a dude's heart. Yeah, they, is... these guys have heart plugs. Yeah, that's not... That's a movie only. What the fuck is that? 
Just little things to make him more gross and evil. Yeah, but like, do you like? Is that everybody or just everybody people that works for him? Royal. Or... Everybody on the planet has a heart plug so yeah. that he can just yeah, if I feel like it. Oink. Yep. You know, uh, get out the old wine glass and have a cup. Yeah. You're like a you're like Franzia the person. <laughs> How long have you worked here, Pete? Gonna have to let you go. Boink. <laughs> I can't file for unemployment because I'm dead. Wait a second. I just did a bad boss move. He's the guy that mops, and I pulled out his heart plug. Who's going to mop that up? Oh, no. Who watches the Watchmen? Who janitors the janitor? Yeah, exactly. Okay, so so the Atreides family, they disembark. They bring their pug, like this fucking dog. What the fuck is going on with this dog? The dog just shows up here and there. What? Like, this dog's got like what? cameos all over the place in this movie. Yeah, in there's fights. One time where there's just some guy that's dead on the stairs and the dog's there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this dog's just like, hey, what's up? The dog uh, is never addressed. No. It has no name. Like, be sure to bring Scrappy. Nothing like that. It's just, you know what? There. Let's put a dog in this shot. Yeah, there's a <laughs> Patrick dog. Patrick Stewart carries him off to war. Right. Yeah, it, it doesn't mention, like, he has a, and it's not like he's got him under his arm or the dog's running next to him. He's got him stuffed in his shirt and he leads a battle charge <laughs> with a dog's head coming out of his chest. It is ridiculous. Uh, it is so weird. Um, so, so they go into, uh, they, they go up with the space. Spice Guild people. They go into, yeah, it's like an O'Neill cylinder. An O'Neill cylinder. Like a space station that's big enough to have its own gravity in that. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. So it's like an O'Neill cylinder. It's spinning. It's like Mm -hmm. its own fucking planet almost, right? Pretty much. So they have, uh, you know, thousands and thousands of spaceships that load into this. And then that's when the uh, human thing that looks like a bunt cake baby or something. (laughs) Bunt cake baby. With a vagina mouth. Right. But it's like a weird vagina. It's not even... A, it's, it's a bad weird. vagina. Like, it's an old used up one. Yeah, it's Whoa. like it's like the vagina that you see at the porn store. Not on the porn the internet. The porn store. But when you, when you, back in the day, you would go to the porn store and you'd like, you'd see the other magazines that are available. You're like, God damn, lady. Oh, yeah. No. Man. I had a roommate that would buy the, uh, like the ripped off cover stacks. Yeah, exactly. Like, the bag, like oh, yeah. you get 10 bucks. Look at all these porno bags. You're like... These are gross as hell. Gross! That lady needs surgery, or she had surgery. surgery what is that? Yeah. <laughs> that guy's uh, balls are really <laughs> weird. There's three of them. <laughs> um, okay, so no, that's just an ingrown hair. That's the size of a nut, Jackie. Okay. Yeah, dude, you. I've watched Dr. Pimple Popper, okay? What? And you can get... Oh, no. That's, ingrown hairs that are the uh, size of a fucking ball. That's not, that's not good. Good yeah. at all. You need to see somebody all the that. All the pus and everything okay, just keeps stop. building oh, up man. underneath it. You just got grosser than Baron Harkonnen. How did you even do that? How Sorry. did you do that? Sorry. <laughs> okay. So, somehow... The Space Guild transports them across the universe onto Dune. I don't fucking really get it. So, yeah, they fold space. Right, because then they, it's high on drugs. That makes yeah, sense. Yeah, that's how it works. Okay. Um. So now they're over on Dune and... Uh, Regretting their decision immediately. Yeah, yeah, it's it's not a nice place. 
Um, but we're going to skip a little bit of dialogue here because it's pretty boring. Um, and they proceed with their mining inspection. They're going to sure. go check out one of the, the harvesters, as it were, that harvests the spice. Um, but there's also been some sabotage attempts that, fortunately, everybody's <laughs> blocked. And the I don't... sabotage devices. Right. <laughs> so the guy pulls out this box that's sort of looking like the art department made some effort there, right? Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, hey, we found another sabotage device. We're finding these sabotage devices too easily. Right. What the? F- it, it's not sabotage. It's a sabotage device. Yeah, it's a wooden shoe. Uh, but the, what does it do? Sabotage. Sabotage. <laughs> like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> whatever. It plays the coolest song on the planet by the Beastie Boys. And then you fly around space and fight aliens while you're blasting it I, on your Starship Enterprise. I guess you turn on your defenses, and instead of uh, all of the defenses being awesome, it just goes, wah, wah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no. Oh. Sabotage devices. <laughs> okay, so on the way to the harvester, they see they get worm sign. It's like movie sign. Yeah, well, uh, that's where all that came from. Like, again, oh, there's some fans. Of the, really? Some fans. Yeah, Joel's a fan of Dune. Okay. Yeah, they get worm sign, and uh, they, they're like, worm is on the way to the harvester, and they, they're like, oh, we got eight minutes, and the people are like, well, we got to we gotta get all this spice, the spice is great, man, and Captain Picard's like, no, get out of there, and they pick him up, or they don't pick him up, they're like, evacuate the thing, well, I don't yeah, know where these people so go. they were supposed to, like, they're big ship's supposed to come and pick him up, but it's, like, delayed or something. I don't know. So where do they go? They just walk they around the They ran into the ship that they're on. They're on a little four-man shuttle. There's yeah. no room. They did, and they said, we're going to be heavy here, and Duke was like, run, run. <laughs> it's one of my favorite parts of the movie. <laughs> it's weird how all these actors, like, other than the Baron, who is on full blast all the time, right. everybody else is sort of, like, not quite 100%, but then every once in a while... They're 200%. Yeah. I don't know, man. I think there's some pretty wacky performances here that we're going to talk about. Grief is awesome. Um, (laughs) So the sandworm comes up, and it eats the harvester, and it explodes it in its mouth because why? It doesn't like vibrations. Okay. So it's a graboid. It's a, yeah. Well, I mean, it's graboids wishes they could be this. Well, yeah, it's just a really big graboid. It's a worm. Yeah, that eats vibrations. That's it? It eats whatever. They're just really ill-tempered. Okay. That's all you can tell. They're it's not fussy. like mad or anything like, fuck you guys for fucking up my plan. It's not like thinking. It's just hungry. And it's going to eat this harvester. Yeah. Okay. It but, doesn't like it that it's picking up its shit. That's actually... Yeah. Right. It eats its own poop. Kind of. Kind of. So it's hungry. Yeah. It's like, that thing is... It's a shit eater. <laughs> Yep. It's whatever. Okay. He's a good uh, dog other than that. <laughs> and, yeah. and then the fucking Duke vows revenge. Like, right, I'll do you for that. Yeah, they're like, how, how, could this, how could this have happened? I'm like, I'm not really sure what happened. It seems like this happens all the fucking time, guys. There's, yeah. just, a, there's just a fucking sandworm that comes up and eats shit. Like, yeah. you talked about it earlier in the film. Remember that part? Ha! I'll get you, sandworm! Also, uh, Brunson, right. Pronchow, and Max Van Sito's characters seem to be really bonding in this right. scene. yeah, they're brown out. So you're going to be like, oh, what are they going to do later? Probably both die. Yeah. Uh, so Paul gets some of the spice and eats it. He trips Paul's pretty bad. And uh, then a flying syringe comes in, an yeah. assassin's weapon, I it's guess. It's called a hunter seeker. A hunter seeker. It can't see me if I don't move. 
Okay. It's a Tyrannosaurus syringe. Right. Right. Um, so somebody's trying to kill him, I guess. Yes. Okay. Who? The Emperor and the Spacing Guild. Still. Why don't they just, like, fucking shoot him? That's what they're doing here. They didn't do it. No. They missed. Yeah, because um, his cleaning lady shows up, and she's like, hey, I was here to change your towels, and oh, my God, Assassin's Needle. Uh, Another one of my favorite weirdly (laughs) delivered lines is this one. I am the Shadow Mapes, the (laughs) housekeeper. The housekeeper. (laughs) Yeah, I thought she was. Because otherwise, you're just peeking in on me. Yeah, right. I kind of thought that she was going to reveal that she was like the queen of the blue-eyed people yeah or like she kind she, of is she in the book maybe not was really. gonna give him some new powers like she's got powers like she's kind of teen witch's apprentice or uh, a mentor type thing she's just like You're like oh this is and it's I linda seriously Hunt. wanted to change your sheets but now i'm not going to because somebody's trying to kill you yeah and she's gonna pay her debts because she's fremen her she's got a life bond with them now she's totally not gonna die in like two scenes right no she dies in like two scenes she's in like two scenes um, later, the uh, the Duke, his dad, he gets shot by Dean Stockwell with, I guess, a needle. Like, it looks like a Trank gun of some yeah, sort. Trank, he's like, hey, uh, so here's the thing. Um, I'm a traitor, I guess. Yeah. I uh, brought down the shields, the, the space shields, the Earth planet shields, so now the Harkonians are coming. Yeah. And... You are going to kill the Harkonian by having a cyanide capsule embedded in your teeth that you crunch down on and blows up in the Harkonian's face and will uh, yeah. poison you both to death. <laughs> How about that? In a roundabout way, yes. What's his motivation? Uh, they stole his wife and they broke his imperial training. So he's going to kill his friend and his friend's enemy? Like, pick uh, a side, bro. He's going to kill them both, but spare Paul and Jessica because there's goodness is still in him. Okay. Yep. Is that who puts the spacesuits in? The yep. okay. That's why there's the diamond on the mm. carved into the ship. Mm. Okay. That's why she says yeah, in her inner monologue so many times yeah, during right. that sequence. Yeah, so the Harkonians show up and they start blowing the fucking hell out of everything. Lasering guys, dropping bombs, blowing the fucking shit to to smithers, and then sending an invading force of uh would appear to be uh, hazmat suit guys. Yeah. <gasps> Didn't you say that? Oh, no, that's the Spacing Guild's costumes were body bags that were repurposed and that nobody told the actors until ex post facto that there was real dead people in them at one point. Gross! Super gross! But yeah, this <clears throat> is like the Harkonnen army. Mm-hmm. Which is later the Emperor's army because they didn't do the Sadukar. They just mentioned it three times without actually putting a different army in. So yeah, they're we got these, like, trash bag guys <laughs> fighting boxes. Right. And then Duncan motherfucking Idaho shows up. Hey, what's up? Ready to kick ass? And they're like, oh, my God, that's a sword master of the Genaz. He's going to kill us all. And then he does. No, he dies, he dies indignantly. <laughs> and the and other, he never has a sword. He has a gun. He doesn't even shoot it. No. Nope. And then the shield gets shot and the bullet just goes slowly into his head and he right. dies. I was like, what the fuck these do these shields, shields even dumb. do? They literally are cardboard boxes. What a piece of crap. Like, why even bother if it's just, oh, uh-oh, it's he, coming through the shield. And then he, your brain gets li- liquefied. Yeah. 
even at like eight or ten, I know I'm supposed to like Duncan Idaho. I don't know why. Then you read this later, and you're like, how did you fuck that up so bad? Yeah, my note is Duncan Idaho gets shot in the face. Oh, no? Yeah. Uh, uh, do, do I care? Do I don't think I care. To, you've been told <laughs> they put in Richard Jordan. Every time you're like, Duncan, you're yeah, here. Duncan's here. And then he has a really emergent dude shot in this like door. Like fucking right, Gandalf or something. Yeah, right before he gets shot. And you're like, oh, he's going to kick some ass. And he just doesn't. <laughs> he just dies. He might as well have tripped over something and just yeah. landed on a spike. Right. Uh, everybody, whoa. And you're like, well, how would this amazing battle? And in off screen, he dies by killing like 13 of the toughest warriors right. in the universe yeah, sure. before they finally drag his ass down. And you're like, Duncan Idaho is the fucking man. Not so much here. No, he's just some guy that gets shot. Right. The, the fucking protagonist yeah. of the entire series is some guy <laughs> who just gets fucking shot. And the family gets captured as well. Um, the wife and, uh, or, uh, well, I guess the concubine and, uh, Lady Jessica, Lady Jessica and Paul. Yep. So, okay. Uh, yeah, John Luke's not doing a good job with his battle pug, uh, cause they're getting their ass kicked kind of. He leads a charge with the pug. Right. But they're, everybody's getting dead and captured and shit. Uh, well, they aren't turning on their boxes. When they turn on their boxes, their boxes don't work. <laughs> I didn't see one of them pull a trigger on a gun ever right. or pull a knife. Yeah. Two of them jumped at people who just threw them into a rock and then died. <laughs> and the trash bag men are actually using guns periodically, so it's just a little one-sided. Yeah, right. Um. Okay, so Paul uses the weirding way, I guess, on or the voice. The voice. Uh, on his captors and then takes over the flying hot dog that they're in. And yeah. uh, crashes it eventually. So they're they're free. But while that's going down, Dad Duke bites down on the, the tooth and ends up poisoning Brad DeReef. Yeah, he's, all, he's too fucked up on drugs. He can't tell who's who, and he uses the tooth uh, on the wrong guy. Okay, okay. Brad so, DeReef's death is fantastically stupid. It was really because uh, you get... Dean Stockwell, him turning it to 100, turning mm-hmm. it to 11 on his death, he's like spitting everywhere. Right. He did, It was like, I still like love that. Like, man, that's a that's dying on screen right there. And so Brad DeReef's like, I saw him do that. So all I can do is go, yeah, <laughs> and fall <laughs> over. Backwards. And it works. Like, because he does so like silly. a little weird, pops his eyes out almost, shakes <laughs> a little bit, and goes, Wah! and then falls over. Like, fuck yeah, man. Like two seconds after getting that poison blown into yeah. his face. <laughs> yeah, it was great. That's hilarious. Um, so they're they're crashed the hot dog in the forbidden zone, and after uh, taking a really long time to vow his revenge upon uh, uh, his enemies for killing his dad, they head over to a big rock. But it's not on the way to the rock. There's a sandworm yeah. that will hear them, so they gotta like trick it with these thumpers. I guess they're like yeah. little base pods that you put in the ground yeah it's just it makes a solid rhythm and that attracts the worm okay so they can run away and if they walk without rhythm then how do you walk i mean i guess you could walk with rhythm, but it's good thing you're not groovy mom yeah it's like i feel like you're gonna have to try harder to walk with rhythm during a sandstorm i mean if my mom was paul abdul she wouldn't have made it the first day yeah if quincy jones was there they're fucking dead you know because you know it's paul abdul Great uh-huh. dancer. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep. 
She was a Laker girl. How about that? Why can't these worms have costumes? <sighs> like little hats? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> little wear, hats. They wear men as little hats later. Right. And maybe, you know, like they could be colored, like some could have spots. So we could tell the worms apart. Because you have, you need to, the worms have to have character. They can't just be giant death machines. Make it more interesting. I don't think it would. I think it would make it pretty ridiculous. If one of them was playing the piano <laughs> by just mashing itself against the keys because it doesn't have fingers. <laughs> like, why don't these worms have costumes? What, a tube? <laughs> it's, there's not anything. It's a rod that wiggles. You can't do a lot there. Uh, do you know, um, we got a request that the, the worms wear costumes. Can yeah. we Can we do that? Do we have any more tubes? <laughs> yep. Yeah, why is that worm in a tube? I don't it's know. It's outfit. It's like it's, it's bath towel. Oh, Jackie, you were so strange. Um, so the, the worm charges them, um, and they're up on the rock, and then it, like, bashes the rock, because I guess it doesn't care about the thumper, and it knocks Paul off the rock, and Paul eats shit pretty goddamn hard. But he's okay. But he's okay. He catches his whole foot in to some rocks and then falls forward he would have snapped that leg off and like he's bouncing off the wall of this mountain like 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 homer simpson fall at one point it seems like he falls 10 stories right but then he's just sort of sliding down a rock again i didn't know this was one of your superpowers paul yeah this part just didn't cut together very good yeah you weren't that high up they needed to for all the things they took out three of these shots could have been yeah like he slides down the rock you see him land on the face I believe it. Yeah. Not all of these other shots of him falling forever. And But either way, at the end of the day, the worm leaves because it sound, heard another thumper, which means they're not alone. Yeah. Because, skip to that, it's the Fremen. Stilgar. Yeah. Big Ed Hurley from Twin Peaks. Yeah. Uh, he's the leader of the Fremen. Stilgar. Big Ed Hurley. Yeah. He's the leader of the Fremen. <laughs> You just did that, Sam. I know. You just, Stilgar is I just a like good say, name. I like to say Stilgar. Yeah, the, it's a good name. <laughs> yeah. Strong. Stilgar. So then there's some bullshit dialogue here about the Fremen ways and that he's going to, we don't need the woman for whatever he's like. That says no tribe ever. Right. We'll take the boy, but not the, no, no. I'm you know, sure you like, like the women. The women are the ones, that you, whatever. So it looks like it's going to go south, so she uses the weirding way. Isn't that the thing that you attach to your neck and use sound to blow things up? Yes. Or it's just grabbing a guy's throat. It's just choking a man. Just choking a man. Hey, that's pretty weird, Dingway. Well, you can get the strongest of us, so you're welcome too. Then they all, uh, the guy from Pee-wee's Big Adventure that is yeah, in the car. Right. He has longer scenes and other cuts. In this, he just gets punched in the face. You never see him again. True. Bye. Uh, you guys are cool or weird or, I don't know, weirding cool. Um, so why don't you live here now? Also, uh, change your names. Yeah. <laughs> and this is the first of like 10 scenes where Sean Young talks to uh, Paul and he just stands there with a boner and doesn't say that anything is back. her entire character. She reveals nothing of the plot. She's just like. You are awesome, and we should do it. Or she asks him questions that he doesn't answer. I feel like they're married for about a year before he says one fucking word to her. Right. Yeah, she's a total prop, man. And we find out that they have thousands and thousands of gallons of water. Tons and tons yep. of water. 
underneath the rocks or something. Never pays off. That they're saving. Because they're going to change Dune forever with it. Well, I think that they should just, what are you going to do with all this water? And he goes, drink it. (laughs) It's desert, man. It's heavy. It's thirsty. Thirsty work being a Fremen. Um, and the mom had her baby. It's a girl, but now I guess the mom is now like the king of, or the queen of witches. So their witch queen or their head witch is dying. So she drinks the water of life to become the head witch. Okay. She doesn't tell anybody she's pregnant. So the baby also gets the water of life, which is kind of an abomination. (laughs) Kind of a bad. She's like, oh. If you really, like, look up the stack of shit that she has done wrong by this time, it's like, we gave birth to the boy, you totally betrayed the order and, like, fucked up a thousand-year plan, and now you're just going to be like, fuck it, I'll give birth to an abomination. Why the hell yeah, not? Why the hell At not? this point, I've given the weirding way our ancient martial art to these other people that don't need to have it. Why not this, too? Yeah. Why not this, Checklist too? Checklist complete. Well, we needed this little girl. Yeah. At the end, she really made the movie for me. What? I have a question. Okay, let. So the Duke had a man, like a like a man, like he's my man, um, like a manservant, not like, like, take care. Of, you gotta stand by your man type thing. He's got um, a right hand man. Yeah, he's got a man. Um, and he this man has been captured by the uh, Baron, and puts a heart plug in him. Because he's a bad guy, but then tells him, take care of this cat and milk it, or I'm yeah. going to pull out your heart plug. No, he doesn't say that. He says, you have a heart plug now. Everybody's got one. Also, you're poisoned. And the only cure is milking cats. I'm sorry. What is this very overly elaborate pro- plot to uh, piss me off, I guess? Well, is that it? Well, this is the, the what has happened to Thurfer Highwatt. Oh, my God. Jesus, Sam. <laughs> Well, I liked how the cat had a mouse also taped to the side What's of it. What's the mouse doing? Why is there a mouse tapped to the milk cat? <laughs> Why does the milk cat have two of its legs trapped in the side of the cage? It's in like a radio box. I, with this electric is the lights. Weirdest part of this whole fucking movie. And Sting's like, <laughs> I'm diabolical. Can I just stab him? Milking a cat. <laughs> what the fuck? What the fuck, David Lynch? Yeah. Seriously. Plight of Thurfer Highwatt. Oh, my God. Strange things. Okay, so uh, Paul teaches the Fremen the weirding way and gives them laser guns, basically. So mm-hmm. now they're mm-hmm. they're all cool. They're like, dude, sweet. I'm really glad that you lived here. They're voice-activated laser guns. Laser guns. You don't, like, they're on your hand. No, you have to go, ha-cha. Why? Because it doesn't the work. other part of the gun is on your throat. Why? Why can't it module? just have a trigger? It's voice activated. That's like, dumb. Gun shoot, and it's like ordering you pizza. <laughs> That's why they don't have voice activated guns. Playing songs by Stevie Wonder. <laughs> exactly. Uh, okay. <laughs> so yeah, and the power of your of your explosion is determined by the sweetness of your hotcha. <laughs> that guy's got a sweet hotcha. He just blew up a car. <laughs> This movie is uh, 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 questionable as far as its writing quality. So now. I'll go right now in. So uh, on the, the weirding way, Man of Steel. Okay. With uh, 
handsome guy. Yeah, Henry Cavill. Henry Cavill. Remember when General Zod's people first get to Earth and they can't fly yet? They don't realize they have that power. Right. But they, like, move super fast. Yeah, they're unfamiliar with the powers of the Yellow Sun. Yes, but they're, like, they, like, flash across screen and, like, super strength punching. Right. And it looks really sweet. Yeah. That is the weirding way. Moving fast? Like, having that ability. But they didn't know what to do, and so they did this instead because, quote-unquote, these things that are strapped to their bellies sometimes. Uh-huh. Uh, other times, they're just sort of weird cock-looking guns. Right. And all of these things are happening this way because David Lynch said, well, I thought Kung Fu on sand dunes would look dumb. Mm. Okay. <laughs> so, so, voice-activated laser guns. Yes. That appear out of well, nowhere. Not just voice activated, voice powered. So, like, the sweetness of your hacha. Hacha. That's so dumb. I think it looks stupid as shit. <laughs> not as dumb as Kung Fu. Right. Oh, my God. And also, there's guns in the rest of the movie that actually shoot and blow stuff up, too. Yeah. Why don't you just have some of those guns? Those, not, those are also hotshot guns. No, 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 no. Like, the the because only the, the only uh, Paul and his group know the hotshot. Um, the, the, the Baron has guns. They have guns and, and missiles. Bombs and bombs and fucking planes that explode stuff. You don't need hotshot. Hot you just cha. need a fucking normal laser gun. No. Hacha works better. Yeah. And they fire really slow yeah. and they have a like massive recoil like it throws your arm out of your socket when you hacha. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. if you wanted to to go fast, be like yeah. like you don't do it fast. Yes. Yeah, you just make one big hacha that's like <laughs> worth about 40 little ones. Okay. All right. Ha-cha! And then like five guys blow up at once and you save yourself some time. <laughs> What happens if you hot shot too hard and you shit your pants? <laughs> no, the still suit recycles that into water. You can drink later. <laughs> true, true. All of these things are clearly covered in the blood of the blood of this film. My covered hot, bases. My laser gun is fully loaded, and so are my pants. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so they're like, okay, so are we ready to get this war going or not, Paul? And Paul's like, well, hold on, I got one more thing I got to do. I gotta fucking ride a sandworm. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I'm not a man until I ride the worm. So nobody's, because this is the first time this has ever happened, bud. No. This is awesome. Everybody else rides the sandworm. Everybody rides the sandworm? Yeah, that's Dude, what they do. They all have the... They got, like, equipment for it. The ropes and shit. Man, I thought this was, like, the first time anybody, like, they're like, holy shit, that guy's riding a sandworm. No, the only thing he get, his only world's first is the water of life later. So why didn't the why did the Fremen even need the hot shaw? They can ride sandworms. They could have gone and fucked up shit on their own because the thing that fucks up the most shit is the goddamn sandworms. Yeah, but you got a hot shaw on top of it. No! Yeah. It's like icing on this the cake. The hot shaw and the worm is icing on the cake. Yeah, this thing could have all been avoided earlier if the Fremen would be like, dude, we can ride giant fucking sandworms that fuck shit up. Let's fuck this shit up. Could you imagine the t-shirt you could make that said hot shaw sandworm? Hot shaw sandworm. So many options. I wrote a sandworm and all I got was this lousy t-shirt. Yeah. Okay. You pop the sandworm open and it like it like has the weird things that like look tentacly inside. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Those are just stretched out condoms. Oh. Art department. Good job. And I thought it smelled bad on the outside. I didn't say they were used. Well. Like the body bags. Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> 
They probably were. They probably they used, were used. used body bags. Why not use used condoms? Well, you know, they saved them. They're recycling. Recyclable condoms. Yeah. Strap that thing back on. This one's used and it has a hole in it. It's a boy. <laughs> I can pick. It's a me, Dino. Yeah, Dino. Dino doesn't use condoms. Oh, like a hundred kids. All of them are beautiful. Um, so... So he rides the sandworm. They're like, dude, that's sweet. Uh, we've been doing that forever, I guess. And he's yeah. like, really, guys? Okay. Um, so they go and they start fucking up mines. That's what they're going to do. The years go by. They've been just fucking up the mines. They're bringing the whole spice operation to a standstill. Yeah. Not getting revenge. Just fucking up the universal it's economy. Phase one of revenge. Making sure that. Uh, well, here's one uh, deal. This like I'm not I'm gonna give this one a good not really a hall pass. I think this actually works because the Fremen don't have spaceships or anything. He can't just fly to the uh, you know Getty Prime and kill the Baron. He needs the Baron to come to him. Okay. Oh, so it's a it's a lure. Yeah. Okay. All right. I guess that makes sense. Um. Okay. So he's not very good at it. If it took two years. Yeah. No kidding. And now he wants to drink the water of life because was he getting summer vacations? Because he if he does. But- you get summer vacation. You get summer. Yeah. Um, I believe that summer vacation is every day on Dune, Arrakis, the desert planet. Yeah, I, I'm actually hoping for a winter vacation because this planet's really warm and it sucks. Oh. It seems like 170 degrees or something like that in one of the scenes. Yeah. So I guess yeah. humans 303 are superpowered. degrees. Not possible. No, they said there was. They used Kelvin, but it breaks down to about 170 Fahrenheit. Hmm. I couldn't make it in 115 in Needles, California. That's true. So why does he want to drink the water of life? Because then he will find out if he's the Quitsat Satirac. He already knows that by sticking his hand in the box and having the superpowers. No, that's just a good chance it might work. Maybe you don't need to be the Quitsat Satirac, dude. Like, what is that going to... Ch- oh, I'm the chosen ones. Before, I was just going to go fuck off someplace, but now that I'm the chosen one, I guess I'm not. Because well, if you aren't the Quiznack Satirac... You're not going to get a cape at the end. Nobody's just going to give Joe Blow the cape that blew up everything. So that's what he's he's in it for the cape. Yeah. Well, yeah. Did you see that cape? Like, like where did it even come from? Yeah. It's the bowling trophy at the end of the season. Plus, you know, I guess there's going to be a lot of Imperial people fall in line. If you're the Quetzat Satirac, a lot of the factions are going to go with you. Just lie about it. I am. I am clearly the coolest guy on this fucking universe. No, you have to be able to pop a guy with your like a grape with your voice. He can shoot lasers with his voice. No, but he needs equipment for that. Whatever. He also can tell people to do whatever the fuck he wants. He also, so. but the Quitsat Satirac also can see the things that they can't see. This isn't off screen either. This is happening in the movie. It says that you basically can see into the future. He's been doing that the whole time. Well, he's not able to see into the future anymore, so he has to drink more, just to drink the shit, so he can be super guy who sees into the future. That's, I don't, anyways, so it's basically peyote. He goes on a vision quest and uh, sees into the future, as it were, and now he's the king of the worms, too, because like five sandworms, while he's laying passed out on the beach, come up and are like, yeah, that's our guy. That guy's cool. He rode me first. Yeah, I yep. was here first. Dibs. Absurd, all of a sudden exhibiting some very strange and unexplained powers. Yeah. So now I guess it's time to fight the Baron finally. Baron's shown up. Yeah. I am the Quitsack Satirac. 
Need a neck, paddywhack, give a dog a ball. Yeah. Um, and instead, his sister goes in front of the emperor. She's like, hey, so I'm an abomination. Uh-huh. Cool. Um, and my brother is the guy that you've been fighting that's been fucking up your shit this whole time. You thought it was just some rando Fremen. Well, it turns yeah, out it's my brother. It's Paul Atreides. And they're like, oh, my God. Like, Mind oh, blown. Fuck me. Fuck me sideways. That's Dang what the emperor it. says. He's <laughs> like, shit. Knew I should have had a better breakfast because I'm probably going to die now. <laughs> well, and they all fuck off. But she's like, wait for my brother, Baron. And I don't know why they keep going back to that. Is that something in the book? What do you mean? She's like, you know, the fight's going on and they keep uh-huh. cutting back to her. And she's like, wait for my brother, Baron. Well, it doesn't. I mean, like, what happens is what happens. Like, right. she shit talks him for a while and then kills his ass. Right. And then she stands outside in her bloody glory. Yeah, yeah there's a Killing whole, people with a knife. The she, Fremen are fighting. They've blown a hole in the wall, and they're now storming the base with the, with the sandworms and, and fucking shit up and hotchawing. There's a lot of hotchawing. There's guys with belly hotchaws. It's dumb. Virginia Madsen's out there hot shot. No, she's not. She's inside oh. watching the Baron. Oh yeah, no, not Virginia Madsen. Um somebody. Oh, uh, uh Sean Young. Sean Young. She's yeah. hot shawing. Yeah. She's doing a lot of hot shawing. But uh, I was not impressed with her hot shaw. <laughs> I was impressed with other things, apparently. <laughs> okay, so um uh, yeah, then the, his sister pokes a fucking hole in the Baron who floats away like a goddamn Deflating balloon. No, she scratches him with her poison fingernail needle. Okay. And then she pulls the gas giving tubes out of his... tubes in him, and she yanks those. He's a a deflating balloon. At the end of the day, you can call it what you want, Jackie, but he's a deflating balloon. You try to justify it in the the rationality of the movie. He's swinging around the room going... Yeah... Apparently, inadvertently, Paul blows a hole in the wall. Right. And then he, like, gets sucked out of it, but nobody else gets sucked out of and it. And the sandworm's like, ah, oh, tasty. Yeah, he gets <laughs> in a sandworm. I don't think that sandworm noticed that that no! guy. He's too small. The sandworms are fucking huge. That's what I mean. He didn't even eat, and he just gets in a sandworm. He just ends up in a sandworm. Yeah. He's probably not even dead. Well, the poison. Oh, the poison, him. yeah. 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 Unless you're scared. I don't know. Fuck well, then maybe it was different poison. Either way, that sandworm's going to have to go to the dentist to get him picked out of his teeth. Maybe. Or he just poops him out. It's and then he becomes spice. He's not really. Yeah, it's know. more complicated than that. It's pretty complicated. Mm. Okay, so Paul goes and faces the emperor, but uh, he's like, dude, I'm here to fuck you. You know, you're, you're a jerk, emperor. And the emperor's like, yeah, I kind of am. I'm kind of. I'm a D-bag, but uh, anyways, um, Sting's here. Uh, he's going to fight you, and they have a big fight, and Sting dies by getting stabbed in the neck and then torn open by the power of one man's voice. Yeah, and then he's like, I fought him fair, just to show you guys I can kick his ass. BTW, I have the voice of God now. Yeah. I uh, could have popped all of you like grapes. I and am, I'm, I'm the hand of God, in fact. Yeah. Uh, I'm also just going to rake it, make it rain. Real rain with oh. my god power. So start taking droids, off your clothes. Here's some 20s. Oh, different kind of making it rain. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. 
But, you know, then these red monks come up and they give him a sweet-ass king's robe. Oh, you're the quitsack cataract. Here's your uh, here's your robe. Kind of. Like, it's cool looking, but all this, it's like knit. It's like somewhere in between a cape and, like, one of those grandma knit blankets. Yeah, yeah. They just yep. have this thing, like, sitting around. Yeah. Like, like, I believe that's Mr. Madison's jacket. Like, yeah. you just get one. Uh-huh. Okay. All right. Maybe they made it for him. It looks knit. Yeah. Kind. So he's the hand of God now, and he restores peace to the universe. And how can this be? <laughs> That's the end of the movie. Yeah. Questions. So I guess if you're a bad king, you should get replaced by a god king? Right. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Unless you read the other two books. Things go south on Paul Atreides. Oh, really? Ooh. Yeah, he dies. Okay, spoiler alert. I'm never going to fucking read them. No. There's a s- Dune 2. There's there's a lot of There's Dunes. children in Dune 2. Uh, so the it's funny because Herbert will call it a trilogy. Okay. And it should have been mm-hmm. because uh, Dune, Dune Messiah, and Children of Dune, like at the end of this, him and Chani have kids. Those kids are tyrannical fucks. Okay. Some little um, Joffreys. Aaliyah is a abomination nightmare on the universe. Okay. And he sees too much, ends up ripping his eyes out and wandering into the desert. That's a bad time. Yeah. My kids suck. I don't want to deal with this shit anymore. And so, like, the whole point of Dune is like, oh, yeah, we've got the Messiah. Not if you read the other two, but he's like, no, he's not. That's almost like a Greek... Like, like very Homer-esque is what you've just told me. Yeah. Yeah. And or mythology, then. It's like, no, you shouldn't have leaders. But then he keeps going. And then Leto II becomes like a worm god and lives for 3,000 years and makes humanity uh, a new path. And you're I like, I'm a worm god. Is he a thing? And then Duncan Idaho keeps dying and getting reborn until he becomes a super being. And you're just like, oh. what the fuck is going on? Yeah. And then the machines come back and they have to have a war with oh, them. Oh, God. The Terminators, really? Yeah. And then uh, Brian Herbert, because Frank Herbert dies. So Brian Herbert and some other guy write the last two that finish this up. And then they wrote some prequels and then include characters from the prequels because they have these things called golas that are basically mm. just like clones. Okay. But then you can get your genetic your memory back through genetics or something. And it's, mm. So yeah, basically they just introduce like immortality and bring everybody back. Yeah. Oh, that doesn't sound very cool. I'm pretty much out. Uh, the I'm, first three. Yeah. Not bad. Like if you, I would. That's my whole thing with all of Dune is like read the first three. I'm probably not going to. Jackie, question? So, if you were going to make up your own sound, what would it be? Oh, to fire your gun? Yeah. Uh, knee? I would do like a, it would, it's like a, it would be really like a triple. Sadate. <laughs> <laughs> of course, Sadate. <laughs> yeah, okay. Jackie, what would yours be? Ooga, ooga. <laughs> nice. That way I could sexually harass people, too, as I was doing it. Yeah. So you just be yourself, basically, what you do now. Yeah, but I'd have a fucking gun. Okay. <laughs> that just makes run sense. around going, pew, 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 pew. Yeah, pew, pews. <laughs> tiny, tiny hotshaws coming at you. <laughs> does, uh, does Fade actually do anything? He gets stabbed and he popped gets like a grape. <laughs> he doesn't do anything. 
At no point Not even film, show his wiener. Does he accomplish anything? No. I'm with Sam. He didn't even show his wiener. What the fuck? Maybe he'll get a cameo in the new one. He is supposed to be like, wow, that guy's a badass. He's a bad guy, but he's a badass. Like He's like the opposite of Duncan Idaho. Just on the other side. Like, yeah. Big fucking deal, Fade. No. In fact, like I think Fade's more of like the protected one. Raban is the sort of, he's the dirty work guy. Sure. Which is why he eats cow, just pulls pieces off of cows and eats them. Yeah. Yeah, no, Fade kind of blows. Fade blows. Both of the brothers blow. Right. And honestly, the Baron isn't cool until you find out his history, which is off screen. Uh, uh Then you actually, like, they make him super disgusting in this movie, and then, like, by the end of reading way too many Dune books, he kind of becomes a little bit of a, like, you have some level of empathy for him. Hmm. Sam? Did it make any fucking sense to you? Because you're probably the person that's seen it the least. Yeah, I, I've never had any interest in this movie. Um, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, yeah. If if I was to write down a synopsis of without getting into specifics, yeah, it's it's a simple revenge yeah. plot. Uh, take you know the the rebels are taking down the emperor who's uh, overreaching and greedy and yeah, I mean that's pretty basic. But like the fucking rules. That I don't fucking understand. Well, no, they at break all. the rules all the time, right? They and the worms don't have any outfits. And and that that's a big one. <laughs> More tubes in movies. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's just the the mythos of the universe itself. I don't fucking understand. Yeah, which I'm sure in the you know if it would have been split in half, you probably could have made some sense out of that. If this was like two two hour movies, or mm-hmm. and then you know Sci Fi Channel was a mini series. If you actually. For those that I like, I think it's Dune, a mini series more than anything. They that, do. I think might have worked. Dune and Children of Dune. Yeah, they're not terrible. Yeah, they're all right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the thing is, is like, because have through the movie, you're like, what the fuck is going on? I'm like, you're you're trying to grab on to things that you shouldn't be grabbing on to, because ultimately there is just not that it's much going just on. Not here. that much as far as a the plot. There was a, there's a lot of things going on in the book. They inadvertently have that terminology because it gets so stripped down mm-hmm. that it those those things never go anywhere. So ultimately, it's just not that complicated. Yeah. Um, which is why, and interestingly enough, a lot of people are like, well, we're making the Star Wars for adults. And I would think that most people that like this movie still saw it when they were really young. Yeah, yeah. I liked it. I like it because I liked it when I was 10. Right. I don't hate it now. It's a, it's a hot mess. It's a mess. It is a hot mess. Right. But it still has some fun things, and some of the visuals are really cool. And Mostly Hotshaw. And Hotshaw. It's also very quotable, I mean, because there's so much stuff hot in shaw. it, the weirding way, and, you know, I yeah. mean, there's a lot of pop, you know, uh, uh, vernacular that, that has, the lexicon, as it were. Worm uh, sign. Yeah. Worm sign has, has entered into our society because of it. Anything else, Jax? No. Sam um, and Jackie, I guess. Uh, I'll ask this to both of you. I don't know why I singled Sam out, because I'm a fucking weirdo. Who hams it up the best? Out of everybody in this film, who is the hammiest that you like? Can I re- like, I'll rephrase my answer into... 
of the people that aren't the Baron Harkonnen because he is on full blast all the time and nobody compares to him. Well, you can, he can be he's he's pretty hammy. That's so what if I mean. He's your favorite, then I, I just don't think it's fair to compare the like everybody <laughs> else. As I'm saying, they 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 are not like a fire hose of acting. Yeah, <laughs> that guy is a fire hose of acting. Jackie, who's your who's your favorite hammer upper? The Mother Witch. Well, I'm surprised by that. She does bark like a dog at the end. Yeah, I guess that's true. That and I th- I thought she just nailed it when she's like, many men have tried. They've all died. Yeah, she was pretty. She was a little outlandish. Yeah. She, yeah. she, she was, you know, just her mannerisms mm-hmm. and, you know, the way that she was. And her character's just poopy. Like, dude, what's your problem, lady? Well, I mean, they had off screen. Thousand year <laughs> plan get fucked up because a lady fell in love with a dude. Right. Uh, okay. Um, I want to say it's John Luke, but it's really not. It's fucking Brad DeReef. Brad DeReef is the one that God, I would. He's so yeah. much fun every time, but he's he's not doing a good job in this movie. Usually, he's like maybe Brad DeReef should maybe have some more Oscars. Um, but he's like really handsy. It's like yeah. handsy acting. Like he's got all these gestures. Like he's speaking with his hands, but the mo- motions of his hands aren't really lining up with the words he's putting yeah, out. <laughs> I love him in this thing. Because he, there's so many people are doing so much around him that he's uh-huh. like, I'm just going to be a lot different right. than everyone else. <laughs> right. And he does, and it's great. Yeah. I like Brad Reed. I got an unrelated question. Sure. If you, say, were a stalker, um, and you uh, were also uh, the keyboardist for a band that, say, did the music, quote-unquote, for sure. this movie. And say you were obsessed with Patricia Arquette because you met her at a party one time, but she doesn't even know who the fuck you are, so you literally stalk her for fucking years and probably belong in jail and write a song called... Or not Patricia... Patricia's the one with the big boobs. Rosanna. Uh, Rosanna. No, Rosanna's the one with the big boobs. Oh, the older one. The older one's Rosanna. Yeah. Okay, Rosanna. You write Rosanna. You're sure. stalking pr- Rosanna Arquette. I thought they dated in real life. No. And then he no, she, had, his... she didn't even know who the fuck this guy was. I, uh, whatever. And so you write the song Rosanna, and then in the middle of it, you you put in the line, meet you all the way. Where are you meeting her? More than halfway. You realize that she's <laughs> not going to meet you halfway. halfway. <laughs> like, this isn't going to be one of those give and take relations. I'll just do all the work here. That's exactly I, what that means. I will stalk you. Meet you all the way yeah. is what it's saying. Like, you don't even have to show up, no, lady. I'm no. going to l- smell your panties when you're not yeah. home. I'll love you enough for both of us. <laughs> I am not a fucking psycho. <laughs> Okay, well that clears that one up. Yeah. So I, that will bring me to a question because you, the, I actually like the total song at the end. Did you guys like the music? Uh, the theme, it's okay. I could have used more score, but yeah, yeah. I mean the theme's fine. I love can't the Brian. Have that being the entire score. Yeah, I love the Brian Eno theme. I think it is awesome. Yeah, it's awesome. But I uh, think so too. I could have used a little bit more variety here and there. Final re- recommendations on Dune, guys. Uh, I'm gonna go first. Uh, I don't like it. Um, but I'm going to give it a do. It's It has to be done. It's, yeah. it's film history. It's super important. Um, there is moments here and there, but it's just... It just doesn't work for me. It's just too long and too... Not anything other than a revenge movie, and all this stuff on the side is just like... It's... it's 
It's fucking too much icing on a cake. Like, yeah. uh, hey, I like icing, but this is too much icing. So I'm going to disagree with you. You can never have too much icing on a cake. <laughs> and I liked this movie. I, I, I'm glad we revisited it. Mm-hmm. And as an adult, I, I, pff, I liked it. I'm going to give it a deal. Yeah, that's fine. Again, it's you either hate it or you love it. Yeah. I've liked this. I've seen this movie 30 times. I like it. Jackie's allowed to like Flash Gordon. I'm allowed to like this movie. Uh, And it's weird that we we keep bringing up Flash Gordon because there's a lot of blending of these two movies. They're almost very similar in their visuals and and theme and just feel. Do you know both of them? Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of it. And they're both hot messes. Mm -hmm. You shouldn't. Terrible mat work in both of them. (laughs) It's weird that he's such a thing because you look at his list of films and it's like, he cashed out on the Hannibal thing, mm-hmm. right? Those last Hannibal movies he did. Mm-hmm. Right. Those were the, and, and those, like, the Hannibal Rising, this Ridley Scott one hit big. He finally got Ridley to work for him, right? Uh, oddly enough, he let the other people do Silence of the Lambs for free. He didn't even charge them for the rights because he didn't think it was going to work. Oh, huh, nice work. Yep. Dino. <laughs> Solid gold, Dino. Uh, yeah. I like the movie. But it's like, do or don't. I was like, you haven't seen Dune? Right. Yeah, That's exactly. my other, like, you yeah. haven't? Yeah, fuck yeah, I don't watch so, it. How on, have you not on seen a revisit, Dune? On a revisit, I'll put my do on a revisit. Yeah, it's, yeah. If you have, it's been a while and you're like, I wonder if I like Dune, go ahead and check it out. You're not going to be like, that was a waste of my time, even yeah. if you hate it. So, yeah, I say it's three do's from us. Mm-hmm. All right. Speaking of which, thank you, Jack B, for recommending that film. And uh, thanks for being a fan. Um, speaking of which, yeah, we're out of time. Um, we do have to mention one more thing. Okay. Uh, this episode is not brought to you by DG Jamaican Cola Champagne. <laughs> okay. Which is what Justin and I are drinking right now. And I don't want to confuse you at all thinking that we're drinking champagne or cola because it's neither of those things. It's not alcoholic either. Yeah, That's it's not cola or it's just like soda, but it's spelled with a K, so maybe it is K-Cola. But it is literally from Jamaica. We're drinking uh, Jamaica Import. It's not bad. It's not bad. Uh, probably should have led with that one, Sam. Attacking <laughs> that on to the end of an episode. Is well, that's fine. we got to tell people. i got to let people know about that. It's <laughs> such disclaimer. a weird name. It's like, it's like the asterisks at the end of the episode, and then you scroll down to the bottom of our uh, of our uh, metaphorical cliff notes, and, and there's a disclaimer that says, we drank D&G Jamaica Cola Champagne. That's um, a lot of names. So next week... We aren't going to have a movie. We're going to close out our fifth year with uh, our annual year in review episode where we each rank our 10 favorite films that we watched in the previous year of podcasting, plus our three good quote unquote movies that came out in 2018. So if you want to listen to a compilation episode of our recommendations, that's the one to check out so you know what to watch. Um, Any final thoughts, guys? Uh, so you should call our hotline. Uh, yeah, call us, email us. Uh, uh, no, d- shut Facebooks, up. Facebooks. D- just to wish me happy birthday. Fubooks. Uh, sing week. me a little happy birthday, Diddy. Get, Keep it short. Yeah, you've been old for uh, more than a week now, so no. Doesn't matter. <laughs> it's my first show back as a young 40-year-old. <laughs> yeah, oh, right. Okay, uh, Hacha. Swordmaster of the Genas. <laughs> It's not in this movie. Get to the chopper. Visit us at www.stinkermadness.com. Follow Stinker Madness on Twitter at Stinker Madness. Please rate and review us on iTunes and Stitcher. 
Thank you for listening and get to the chopper.